millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay. Ratings blockbuster Tom Shattuck Incredible Driving the show tonight Tell the people the good news, Alice Your ratings were good I saw them too You can use your bold voice for this (laughs) Your ratings were really good, honey They were good For men? Men 35 and up, you're second in the market For everything For everything Including like FM stations, everything That is correct That's uh, pretty good, I would say So are we rich now? No, incorrect. Incorrect. All right. So anybody who listens, uh, I need everybody who listens to WTIC to also listen to this podcast, please. Please. You don't know about podcasts. That's the only problem. That's the only downside. Some of them do. Some of them do. Come on, guys. Let's make this happen here. Oh, and we're going to pitch ourselves to a few different platforms as well this week. I'm going to make my first pitch email today. Uh, And, and, okay. So I want to start here, Alice, with... um, Okay, okay. Well, first of all, I think before we do anything else, we should acknowledge that we are currently illegally occupying the ancestral Uh homeland of the Wabanaki Dawnland Confederacy, the Pawtucket, and the Agawam peoples of this region. That's right. And also, my name is Thomas Shattuck. I go by he and him. I'm wearing a black shirt that's a little form-fitting right now. And I'm, I have a mild grin, which could also be misconstrued as a smirk, depending. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about those, the, f- those people, as a matter of fact. Because as we know, it, the Italian guy is no more. We can, so this is Indigenous Peoples Day. It's the day where we honor... All of the indigenous peoples. It's a remarkable day. It's totally random, too, that this day ended up being Indigenous Peoples Day. It's not related to anything else. No. This was just the was obvious very random candidate day. It was one to celebrate indigenous chance. people. Right. And so it, what did they know? That It overwrote Columbus Day. They didn't realize that was going to happen, probably. But the, yeah, I don't think they noticed. It overwrote Columbus Day. So now I'd like to celebrate some indigenous people with stories of my own. Okay. It begins with a little thing called Queen Anne's War. Queen Anne's War happened in the mid-1600s. Okay. John Shattuck, son of John, was born in Watertown on June 4th, 1666, mm-hmm. and was killed by the Indians in Groton on May 1709, 42 years, 11 months, four days. He was a farmer and occupied the homestead, which had belonged to his father-in-law, James Blood which after his death was set off to the widow at her portion of the real estate and sold to Mr. Shattuck. It was situated near uh, on the Nod Road, so-called, which runs northeasterly from the Stony Ford Way at Hollingsworth's paper mills. The Shattucks and Bloods owned large tracts of land on both sides of the Nashua River in the vicinity near these mills. At the time of Mr. Shattuck's death, he was one of the select men of Groton, an evidence of the responsibility of his social standing. Well... 
how much good it did for him, right? At the end of the day. I told you, this is all from the Few Shattuck persons folks. nowadays can have an accurate conception of the toil, suffering, and danger endured by the early settlers of our New England frontier towns. The workmen, as they went forth to, the, to their labors, were not sure of returning again in safety to their homes. Or, uh, if, if they did, that they, that they should find the loved ones they left there alive. The tomahawk, scalping knife, and uh, other deadly weapons were in the hands of foes whose approach was often invisible. And when they were least expected, expected, uh, Groton, a small town in Middlesex County about 40 miles northwestly of Boston, which has ever been the residence of some of our family Shattuck's or their connections, was particularly unfortunate in this respect. First settled in 1660, but in March 1676 was burnt by the Indians. Such of its inhabitants uh, as escaped death or captivity were compelled to abandon their estates and seek protection in Concord, Watertown, and other older and more secure towns near Boston. In 1678, after the cessation of hostilities, Groton was resettled and the Indian neighbors remained peaceable for several years. But about 1690, they again began to be troublesome and for the subsequent 15 or 20 years continued their depredations by occasionally murdering the inhabitants, burning their houses, destroying their crops, or killing their cattle. Other than that, they were wonderful neighbors. In 1691... They were at peace with the whole world, honey. In 1691, as a means of protection and safety, eight houses in different parts of the town were fortified and established as garrisons. Into these houses, the neighboring inhabitants gathered at night, and they were guarded by armed men as soldiers, ever wakeful as sentinels to warn the inmates of any um, uh, approach of danger. One of these houses, situated in what is now the 5th School District, the, price, the precise locality is not known, was occupied by Mr. Shattuck and his relatives and neighbors, and they seem to have experienced uh, with most crushing force the calamities of the times. August 13, 1692, James Blood, father-in-law of Mr. Shattuck, was the first victim. He was killed, says the record, by the French and Indian enemy, July 4, 1694. William Longley, an uncle of Mr. Shattuck, his wife and several of his children were killed, and three others of the family were carried into captivity. At the same time, James Parker Jr., a distant relative, and his wife and children were killed or captured. Enoch Lawrence, the stepfather of Mr. Shattuck, in an engagement with the Indians, was wounded in the hand and disabled for life, in consequence of which, in 1702, a pension of Yetta. About 1706, three of the children of Thomas Tarbell, Zach, Zachariah, and Sarah, cousins of Mrs. Shattuck, were stolen and carried, to, in, stolen and carried to Canada where they lived, it is said, the remainder of their lives. Their father, in his will, executed in 1715, the period of 1690, and once again, this is indigenous people, say, the period of 1690 and 1710 might well be called the Reign of Terror. Hmm. Seems fun. And the Dark Ages of New England, the inhabitants of Groton became so much wearied out and impoverished that they petitioned the government several times for relief. One of these petitions, dating 1703, the people say, we spend so much time in watching and warding that we can do little else. And truly, we lived almost two years more like soldiers than otherwise. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> John Shattuck, whoever remained, but in May 1790 years afterwards, uh, he and his eldest son, then in his 19th year, were both murdered by the Indians. Tradition says that this massacre occurred while they were crossing the National River, uh, yada, yada, yada. And the deaths by accident and violence in two successive generations of this branch of the family, prematurely removing two worthy and respectable men, fathers and protecting guardians of their children, were great calamities and materially affected their conditions. Huh! Their fortunes and their history, and these calamities were magnified by, by the times and under circumstances existing when they occurred. If these fathers had lived to the ordinary age... Of their kindred, how much could they have done for their families? <sighs> so there you go. There's a whole bunch of them have been whacked. It's all, um, it's all pretty, uh, pretty rough. I'm looking at Leroy Altus Shattuck right now, Alice. Yeah. Not a handsome man. Yeah. So as I told you guys the other night, this whole book was written to explain why the Shattucks were of good stock. Right. Well. So, so right. But so so in other words. I believe I do. Um, have a complaint I, to lodge against. I have a complaint about Indigenous Peoples Day. I find You're it offended. harmful. I find it harmful, and I believe there's. I'm relieving the traumas. I mean, if they're still allowed to be upset about Columbus, I think you're still allowed to be upset yes. about the 17th mm -hmm. century, right? I don't know that. 
was Columbus was 200 years earlier. Right. So I think that you obviously are still allowed to be Correct. upset. You were oppressed. Correct. All right, Alice, I want you all now to go to your um, mobile phones and or your laptops mm-hmm. and go to the post of one Thomas Winshaddock, please. Okay. Why do we have to? I mean, I've looked at your post. What now? What am I? What am I supposed to do next? So, there was a time, Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I when I moved to California, when, when I was out of high school, when I was eighteen years old, and I moved to California. I got into a groove where I would work my job as a cashier at a grocery store. Yeah. And then I would go home and I would uh, smoke marijuana with some friends I had. And they were all very California. And we would hang out with these friends and these beautiful California girls who wanted nothing to do with the pasty fat guy from New England. But, But I thought when I was there, I thought, you know what? I could actually just do this my whole life. This is like being in retirement. I've got the menial job. I've got a great apartment on a place that the apartment hasn't changed much. We just saw it. Yeah. Probably and I can hang out with these now. people who are like who are kind of like the coolest people in the country. These are California mm-hmm. like surfing kind. And and I could do that and and I thought about it. But I didn't do that. I decided to go home and try something else. So I ended up Working in hotels in Boston and Cambridge. And at one of these hotels, there was this bartender. She was also beautiful. It's neither here nor there. And we were both 21 years old when we worked at this hotel. Mm-hmm. Once in a while after work, I'd go into the bar and have a beer or whatever. And she was really just cool. And she was lovely. And she was cool. And she was just interesting. So anyway, I went to the hotel like uh, five or six years ago, maybe maybe 10 years ago, for uh, after an event that I was at. And I saw the bartender, and I and it occurred to me that it's like this lady was now like me about forty, and we had all worked at that hotel twenty years ago, but she was still there. And it's not as if I've gone out and conquered the world or anything, but I've right. gone, I've done some stuff, you know. I've I've had some interesting jobs and done some mm-hmm. interesting met some interesting people, and like I embarked on a, in a bit of adventure. You know, I took a chance, you know, a little, a little later in life, whatever, but, you know, to try to do something interesting and, and, you know, got into radio. And so it became a little interesting. And I th- and I remember feeling melancholy because I saw her and I thought, she's never, she never left. And I felt bad for her, even though I shouldn't have. It's like, and it's not like, oh, poor little person, you haven't experienced the world like I have. <laughs> Compared to people who've really experienced the world, I have not experienced the world. So... But I, I just kind of felt sad. I thought, like, like we left 1995 all those years ago, and she never did. She was, like, just stuck there. And I felt just, like, sad. And I, she, as far as I know, she's got the most fulfilling life in the world, et cetera. And mm-hmm. who knows? But- well, you know people who are totally happy, who are, like, who worked as Bellman their whole life and stuff, who have an awesome life. Yeah, but. The people I know who worked as Bellman their whole lives, um, like they in their private lives have done really well. Mm-hmm. They've just been you know pulling luggage around, but in their private lives have done like really well. Like my friend Dan is, his dad was a Bellman too, and he was a Bell. Dan's a Bellman, and he's got a really nice house near the beach in Marshfield. Like he's he's like in he, he's and also like like my friend Dan. There was never a time. He was always so intellectually capable of, of, of anything. So it wasn't, wasn't like um, he – Dan has ways of challenging his, his intellect and, and satisfying his intellect because he's, mm-hmm. he's an intellectual guy. Um, but, but, but no doubt there's, there's – I mean, I guess, I guess you're right, but also – I mean, yeah, there I mean, are a I've, whole bunch but, of people who don't look – to their job for that. Right. But then that's also like a generation, like Dan is Irish mm-hmm. Catholic. Probably they got here 100 years ago or 110 years ago, whatever. And having a job and a good job was important. You know, it was these original values, 
you know? But once you're in, just like like even with my dad, when the Shattuck's got here, the ones that survived the Indians, um, eventually, you know, getting a job was all that mattered in starting a business and whatever. And then, like, and then finally getting a little bit of education. And my dad was the first one to ever go to college. And then he had two layabouts as kids, me and my brother, <laughs> who kind of uh, sloughed our way around, you know, you know, because we're the spoiled generation, you know, we, we, you know, we just screwed around. Well, as the new Tucker documentary is telling us yeah. in a completely original and new thought that nobody's ever had before, um, hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy times make weak men, right? Is, that, is this, does Jordan like, Peterson have a part in this? That's like, it's a big in the same circles, I yeah, would yeah. say. Yeah. So, so, so now this is why I want you to all open your books, please. I want you to go, it's about choices in life. Okay. So I want you to go and look at my most recent Facebook post or Twitter post. Okay. Alice will go with you. I'm going to call on you. What is my most recent Twitter post? Not to follow the live stream thing, but the one that's a news story. It has something to do with shoes. Um, hang on. I went away from it again because I was doing other stuff. Mm -hmm, it's okay. Uh, she is the prettiest shoe thief I've ever seen, and I've seen quite a few. Suspect robs victim of a pair of shoes in Cromwell. Right. So it gets in Connecticut. This dude, this dirtbag dude... Like, held a guy at bay with a knife or gun, and her job was to... Take the shoes. Take the shoes. Were they really expensive shoes? I don't know. Shoes but can be pricey. Yes. That's a very good point, Alice. No, I'm just wondering, are these, like, well, $700 okay. shoes, you or are me, these, like, pay less can, shoes? So, the, can you... Do you notice anything about this shoe thief? Well, like, you said she's pretty. I think she's absolutely beautiful. Don't you? Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty. She's 21, and currently, this pretty 21-year-old who could be modeling somewhere or certainly using at least her looks and maybe her personality. She certainly has gumption. She could be on SeekingArrangement.com. Oh, no, she could be doing God knows what. This person could be a paid model for something right now. But right now, she's in a town in Connecticut as a shoe thief, which is, among thieves, not the most esteemed uh, category. <laughs> But so that's what she's doing. And it's so interesting. It's like you have choices in life. Right now, it seems cool and the right thing to be a shoe thief. But 20 years from now, it's going to be 20 years from now. Okay. And so shoe thief has to make a choice. <laughs> and I wonder if she will. I wonder if I just look at that and like everybody has points in their lives where they make a decision. And a lot of times, if you make a decision that's the bold and right decision, like she's familiar probably with the world of thievery in mm -hmm. and the world of dirt bags, because the guy is probably a dirt. Bag. So she's familiar with that world, so that's comfortable for her. So it's easier just to work where she's comfortable and complacent because it's not a challenge, and challenges can be difficult. Morgan doesn't feel she's pretty. Yes, she is, Morgan. She is pretty. I know pretty. <laughs> She's pretty. Um, and so, like, I, I wonder, like, in life, everybody's got these crossroads, right? And you just got to, yeah. at some point, know when to make your move. Because your move's not going to be made for you. So, for instance, when I tried to get into radio, I wrote this cover letter to Jason Wolf, EEI promotion, um, promotion, program director saying that I'd be the best producer there ever was, whatever, and I was desperately trying to get out of working at a hotel, and the because the EI webpage said hiring producers for sports talk shows, and of course, I didn't even really know what it went into being a producer, but um, in, I got no response, and rightfully, because I felt just because of my specialness, maybe they'll just let me in, but they didn't. No. So I made a move to be the... Um, receptionist at the place, which is rolling the dice, but it's making a move. It's not making a move that I was publicly proud of at the time, and didn't the it didn't it wasn't uh, didn't improve your social standing to be the receptionist. No, it wasn't the aphrodisiac uh, you think it would be <laughs> to the ladies. You know that I was literally stuffing envelopes for a living. But still, it's a move. Like my brother, also he was working in a hotel. And he made a move to get into a place that does web training 
essentially. This essentially it's an academy for Microsoft Microsoft certificates, network certificates, etc. He got a job there, essentially doing AV work, and as a perk, got um, uh, got all these certifications, and then used parlayed that into a very good job at a huge hospital, and parlayed that into his own business. But so he made his move. Trish is also questioning your taste in women, by the way. No, she's beautiful. It's a bad, <laughs> it's a bad angle, but it's, she's beautiful. Um, so, th- I mean, she's got a shiner, which is uh, which is why I think, I, which is why I think that's uh, what he likes. <laughs> that's the type of thing Tom's she's attracted legit to. Pretty. She is legit pretty, and if you don't think that's terrible, um. So, so anyway. I just think, are you going to join this conversation? I'm in the conversation. Okay, because, I'm talking to you. Okay. Okay. Yes. I mean, you're there and you're saying People words. People are also, you've also asked, well, I'm also providing you with what your listeners are saying Good. to you. They're in the conversation too. Yes, they are you guys interacting are wrong. with you. You guys are wrong. But have you had this moment? Have you had a moment where you had to make the decision? I mean, not you, for you, I would say not really because you come from Lexington, went to a good school for a few years and change. And so the expectation is... That you're going to, and also, well, I guess actually, you, for you, you did make a decision. It was the wrong one. It was to marry <laughs> me and have kids, and that's why this instead of this. I like all my decisions, right? I like the decisions I've made. I like the life that I have, and I, you know, but I think that you're absolutely right that um, that you. It's very easy in life to just kind of coast because there are forces and that kind of carry you along over time and I think you know one thing that you've certainly encouraged me in my career is like not to be complacent with jobs because I tend to be a person like I'm very dedicated to jobs when I have them and Mm -hmm. like and very devoted to them and I work very hard and I don't tend to like want to look to move on or up Mm -hmm. or to a different job that's a that's a female thing too I think um, I mean, it's especially yeah. you. I think women are like pleasers in general, right? And they're like, you know, they're trying to make the people at work happy a lot of times is what happens. Um, and and I think that one thing like you've pushed me to do is to look for more and better jobs when I have a tendency to like feel complacent. And, right. And, and yeah, I do think it's a trait that men tend to have more so than than women do because you know it's just not it doesn't come as naturally to me but every time you've pushed me to do that you have ultimately been right and I've always ended up with a job that I liked better mm. that was more in the direction I wanted to be going in for sure yeah yeah but I mean think, I think like well here's another one like Toast's uh, husband mm-hmm. has a different background than his occupation yeah, he in like so, uh, epidemiology or right. Something, so he's a dentist. He in, yeah, which is his own small business, which has mm-hmm. a billion risks involved. Oh yeah, and look at COVID. Look yeah, look at that happening. Right, yeah. and and so Andy's got a a wife from the gentry, mm-hmm. who's <laughs> who's a moneyed socialite, um, and also classic uh, yacht bunny, and so. He's got to. That business needs to work, right? Because they live in one of those neighborhoods, Alice, where the where the uh, police pulled me over when I would drive through. <laughs> they could so, tell you came from yes. the wrong side of the track. Yes, he married a horse person. So if you if your wife is somebody who does the yearly uh, fox hunt in town <laughs> with a crop and the riding uh, outfit, then there's some pressures. You got to deliver. So he went and did his own thing. Apart from his training, and became a dentist and did it. At some point, it's all about. And, and I mean, I realize that like we're talking, we're comparing, you know, uh, you know, dentists and epidemiologists or to shoe thieves. But at some point, you need to make your move, mm-hmm. even though people will. There will be people and obstacles in the way, saying like, even when I went to the to be the receptionist at Entercom, I got endless. <laughs> crap for it not only for my own dad who said it's a little late in your life to be switching careers and oh that one hurt expect that one (laughs) yeah Uh, i i mean i think another thing too is that i think some women like want to be married and so like they see the making a move that way as well 
you know and and i think in that sense i did <laughs> oh, make a move on yeah. you you know <laughs> yeah i guess so and we've known other women who have done that that just like come and decide a guy is what they want and like poach them basically like who well like i was gonna say like graham too oh yeah that's right that's right michael graham's wife mm-hmm. oh she totally did i was there for that that was <laughs> yeah. incredible like she just liked him wanted to do yeah. Be with him and they and- explained to him that she was in charge and that it was over for him. <laughs> and he went away as her prisoner and I said you've made the right decision. She's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, she is. She's great. And I I'd, I'd say it was similar what I I yeah. decided I liked you and yeah. was going to date you and showed up in your life and <laughs> right. took, took you along with me on the ride. Right. Right. Both, yeah, and in those both of those cases, people would say the women made the wrong choice, but, 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 but yeah. I made a move and I did something. But I do, yeah, I just do think about that. It's like, I mean, don't you have to in life jump? You remember when I got the job from at the Herald to create the digital mm-hmm. radio station? Yeah, and I, I had to go there and I had to give a, a presentation. <laughs> and it was the biggest disaster of a presentation. It was the 9/11 presentation. You're not really a presentation no. giver. I would oh, and this say. one was it's horrific and lasted long. I seriously think that I is that the one where you had the extended listening to baseball on the radio metaphor that was oh yeah, like it two lasted pages long. maybe an hour and ten minutes, <laughs> and then I got it wrong and then forgot <laughs> names and changed names around and then got lost, trailed off, and the, it was su- it was such a horrible performance. And I, the guy brought me in, the editor of the paper at the time who I'd known from radio, I wanted to just send him an apology. Remember I came home, I was like, I should just send him an apology. I've embarrassed him. And this is, I shouldn't have reached for the stars during this meeting. This is not a good idea. And, but, um, and they gave you a job. But yeah, of course, when I, and I said, this is the terrible and I wouldn't be good at it anyway and, and forget it. I'm going to move on. And then they called me and offered me the job. Right. Of course, this guy's just bad enough to fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously think that I, I wore them down. I think that the the the, the um, publisher Papercell, who's a great guy, a great guy. I think after like the hour and ten mark, he was like, "Holy God, <laughs> somebody just give this guy some kind of position in this building here, and please, God help him." And never let him give another yes. presentation yes. for the Make love sure of that, God. Yes, is far away from the presentation people. Okay, <laughs> um, but uh, but it was another thing where you know you kind of go on and just say, "All right, here we go. I guess I'm giving presentations." <laughs> Um, but yeah, I gave a presentation. My presentation was on the last game of the 1982 Red Sox series, <laughs> perhaps where Yaz, Jim Rice, and um, uh, Dwight Evans, I think, all hit home runs. And Carney Lansford did something too, and might have gotten a triple. It's it's not the game you use for a presentation. I can tell you that. But it was a game. I, I don't know. I don't want to give it, do it again. But, but but anyway, what else is going on? Well, in the spirit of Indigenous Peoples Day, there's been... Is this podcast a series of bad presentations for me? (laughs) What are these jerks saying in the... Except for Trish, of course, on the the thing? Let me see. They think you have terrible taste in women. No, Morgan thinks people should beware of horse ladies. Horse ladies have class in... But toast is, is great. Yes, but she is a horse lady. This is a... Yeah. I like That's true. One of her kids as a career too works at like this ranch where you can like go ride ponies in the mountains or something. I don't know. So Is this the daughter who's just had a baby? I don't think so. This is the other they're all good looking. The whole family's good looking, including the husband. Because horse people are gonna be good looking. This is just how it works. This is why I don't have a horse. Um but anyway, because it's Indigenous Day, everybody, all the liberals have been like extra embarrassing on social media oh, right. for all this because it's, I mean, I'm sorry, Indigenous People's Day. So, for example, Liz Warren, who's probably the last person who should tweet anything about anything Indigenous at all, tweeted on hashtag Indigenous People's Day. We celebrate the contributions, the extraordinary resilience and the rich cultures of tribal nations and native communities. Today and every day, the federal government must recommit itself to honoring its promises to native peoples. God, shut up. So, and this is, of course, (sighs) from the woman who 
literally stole career opportunities. We're not talking about her ancestors stole something from Native people, though they probably also did. But, like, she literally stole opportunities from Native people at Harvard and in her career. Like she, Well, she, in, the, in the Texas place the, as well, yeah, where the she bar, called where herself she American Indian. American somebody. Indian. That doesn't leave much room. Wiggle room. American Indian. What a lying POS. She's a psychotic, Liz Warren. She's a psychotic. She's nice enough, and I have certainly talked to her, but she's a psychotic human being. Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy thing to do. Yes. It's a crazy thing to do to claim somebody else's race on your form. Um, actually, it's funny. In elementary school before, I did used to put, like, when they made you do standardized tests, mm-hmm. I did used to, like, check the other box and put, like, half Serbian because I thought that was like a different race and then but like by the time I got to middle school I realized that that's just white as far as the world is concerned pretty yeah. much so but I also especially I actually after the 90s I actually more white than usual yeah but I actually am that too so that's not like yeah that kind of makes you interesting <laughs> So no, but I wasn't like on Are you purpose sort of trying Serbian to be. Citizen? I wasn't no. Um, I wasn't like on purpose. No. I'm not Do you a have any rights citizen. to anything Serbian? I could become a Serbian citizen if I lived there we a certain need amount that, of time Alice, or something. When, yeah, I'm all for that. When um, the left officially takes over, when, when yeah, the, it'd be tough. It'd be tough picture. with the kids, though. I have to say, because well, homeschooling's illegal there. They're all little Serbians. Thing. Oh yeah, they're, they're hardcore education there, right? Yeah, their education's hard. There's not going to be like. It's not like English is a second language class here where, like, if you're an immigrant to the country, they, you get all extra special help and stuff. They just throw you in and let you sink or swim. And you get lashes if you're not. Probably. The, yeah. so, I'm all for it. Um, so, anyway, that's it. But, like, I actually am that. She's not actually a Native American. So it's extra weird that she checked the box. Um, Can I admit then, to you that I'm excited? Okay, go ahead. Okay, no, what are you excited about? I'm excited about about the Madonna news. Okay, well, we'll get to that. Let me finish my Native Americans, because this one also slayed me. So Buzz Aldrin Mm -hmm. tweeted, or on Facebook, and this is a Facebook post, I guess, a screenshot of it. He goes, today is Columbus Day, a day where I think about the weight, challenges, pressures, and risks of exploration. I can imagine venturing across turbulent seas on a mission of discovery to find a new world with limited supplies and technology and narrow understanding of what's beyond the horizon, in some ways like our journey to the moon. Seems totally like a, a reasonable, very apt parallel. Yes. Yes. Seems fair. So this Native American attorney on Twitter retweets this, Brett Chapman. This is so antiquated. It's almost sad to realize what a dinosaur anyone who still says this stuff is in our world today. Glorifying colonialism and abuses of Native Americans is on the way out. And then all these in the replies heard a happy Columbus Day on a Southwest flight on Saturday morning from San Jose to San Diego. Not where I thought I'd hear that. Like, oh, sorry. Geez. There's a bunch of people online who are literally like anyone who says anything about happy Columbus Day or like, oh, so you're you're pro rape and murder then? You're pro. You like rape and murder, right? That's what you're saying. Who had more to do with Southwest flights? Columbus? Or indigenous peoples. Uh, On the road to aeronautics. Um, probably with some other types of exploration. Um, yeah, so and then people go, he was charged with criminal enslavement, murder, mutilation, rape, child rape, and sex trafficking. Sex uh, trafficking. You're pro-sex trafficking. <laughs> like, this was a really long time ago. Did Columbus say he had was a- charged? Uh, this person is saying that's great. Tra- that's great. <laughs> sex trafficking. That's great. I guess. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not tra- denigrating Native Americans, but this country was not built by the Enlightenment values and work of Native Americans predominantly. It just is true. Right. It's true. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, the technologies of the Indians were not evolving as quickly as the technology mm-hmm. of the settlers, the colonizers. And Columbus didn't found the country either, but his voyages of exploration mm-hmm. mark a huge turning point in planetary history. Exactly. It essentially told the the West, this is how you do it. Right. And I mean, not just this is how you do it, but it, I mean, things shifted that were beyond the scope of anybody at that time to even understand that they were happening. I mean, they didn't have germ theory at that time to even understand the the things that would go on with diseases as they spread across the mm-hmm. world. They, they couldn't begin to understand that uh, the the global impacts that this have ha- had had. You know, there was. There was slave trade all over the place. People have been sla- like this. Yes, marked a turning point in terms of like the industrialization of the slave trade and turning it into this global trafficking in human mm-hmm. beings in a way that it hadn't in the past. But it also set off the chain of events that ultimately ended up in the end of slavery as an acceptable way to treat other people right mm-hmm. like at the time of columbus there was a lot of enslaving and murder and rape and child rape and all the other things that they list going on a lot of it including a lot by native americans on other native americans mm-hmm. they were big into child sacrifice in the americas around that time too big into it all kinds of human sacrifice and all kinds of you know child sacrifice all this stuff they, i mean they were huge into that stuff there were there were vicious wars there were enormous atrocities on both sides like you were reading and we are so much better off and can learn so much more from history if we take things at face value as they were at the time when they happened and we understand columbus's contributions to you know our history as the human race because it's impacted everybody it's impacted everybody on the earth it's impacted what columbus every, did of course it has and and the project that is this country that was a subsequent action you know after in in the tracks of columbus mm-hmm. is possible for this level of po- prosperity that has never been seen by another civilization ever so much so to the point where we're not fixing uh, existential conditions that are uh, morally repugnant that are happening now, like they were in the 1800s and 1700s in England with slavery, for instance, we're so complacently comfortable that we've run out of them. And we're going back 200 years now to recondemn the past under yeah, today's rubric. Or in the rubric. case of this, like 500 years. Right. <laughs> Things are so good now that looking around, we can't find a freaking problem that we're going to the past to condemn all the olds and then implicate people who are descendants who are still walking around. Yeah. You're bad because your people came here and did bad stuff. That person who's who's casting aspersions like that is only comfortable and fattened because he's a product of the bad stuff. Sorry about that. Right. Yeah. Somebody else did all the hard work and died and got killed by the Indians and killed the Indians, etc. Somebody came and did the hard work. You're coming here and describing how much better that you are than their day to day, even though you're a pussy who hasn't done anything ever and has never been challenged at all. And when the drunk fan at uh, Yankee Stadium yelled at you about your Red Sox hat, you claimed you had trauma and you were scared to death and ran like a sissy. But in the uh, you know in 1670 in Groton, Massachusetts, chances are your kids and wife and yourself are going to be freaking murdered in the night by a rack, rapid squad of sachems. Or one sageman for Hitman, whatever. But that's, I mean, but now we know so much. Now is the smartest time ever, 2022. The time when nobody has to know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to know anything about cartography or um, or um, or navigation or, or or you know, everybody. We can see the weather coming a week but ahead of time now. Back then, you found out it was a hurricane during the hurricane. It's like, Jesus. It's such a, it's so, it's such a, we, th- that's why I hate this time because mm-hmm. we think we're the smartest when we're the 
dumbest. We think we're the most courageous. We're in the, we're in the biggest pussy period this country has ever known. This planet has Abraham ever Lincoln in 1826 as a young string bean um, emaciated person in Illinois could kick the shit out of almost anybody walking the streets today because he grew up tough. They grew up in a tough time when you had to be tough and there was no bitch in the morning if you got your ass kicked. That was just Tuesday. Wednesday's coming. Better suck it up and get going. Jesus. Yeah, certainly. I mean, so people raised some good points in the chat. Um, you know, Mark says they didn't just have a new holiday. They took away someone else's holiday. Right. Which is exactly the true. The Italians who just got off a uh, being massacred, you know, 100 years ago in, in lynch. The biggest lynching in the country, I think, was was the mass lynching of Italians. Mm-hmm. Now they have to deal with microaggressions from you on top of having Columbus Day taken from them. I love the Italians. Um, I am I am heartbroken that I'm not able to enjoy their food currently. Mm-hmm. Although, what did we have today? We had eggs and bacon. Yes. Uh, and radishes. Radishes, yeah. We had radishes as home fries. Quite good. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, quite good. I know you guys won't believe me, but it, it's really quite good. Um, Trish says that she and her work coworkers have lost Columbus Day now for a newly adopted June holiday that they now get off instead of Columbus Day. Juneteenth. Morgan By the Moore. way, don't you like how in 2020 everybody acted as if we some, had all known about yeah, Juneteenth all along? Probably, yeah, it's like Anderson Cooper was like, yeah, of course it's Juneteenth. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think anybody really knows what this thing is. Black Wall Street, and yeah, you know what? I'm not going to look into Black Wall Street right. because every time I look into one of these things, it, it just like the the treatment of the Indians in the Northeast during Queen Anne's War or whatever. Anytime I look granularly at this stuff, then it is exposed as the canard. Uh, you know, people want to believe it. Okay, so maybe that maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or I mean, I can point very definitely to a group of elected leaders who has made the Black American experience. Um, a, a a a voyage on a negative trajectory, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not a voter for those people, and I'm not a I'm not a believer in their causes. But but thankfully, and and you can tell, uh, thankfully, uh, the the overall experience is better. Yeah. Um. Speaking of like making the black experience worse, remember we talked the other day about some of the stuff Kanye said about um, you know how the left is destroying. Yeah, I Black saw. Yeah, I America. saw. I listened to Jerry's show today. I didn't realize he had said, "I'm going to go DefCon one on the Jews." Yeah, I told you it was not great stuff about the Jews or whatever. But I don't even like. I, I said, don't even say the term "the Jews." <laughs> it's not. It's a never that comes out of your mouth. It's not a phrase that comes out of my mouth. I just don't want any trouble. And also, Billy Crystal used to say that it sounds when non-Jewish people say it, it sounds kind of anti-Semitic, and I agree. I feel like I'm saying it in an SS uniform when I say it. <laughs> yeah, he's a Jew. I would never say that. I'm like, it just comes out of me anti-Semitic. I would never, I just don't, don't say it. Although I love the Jews as well. And I love Jewish people. And I love, um, I love the Borscht Belt, as a matter of fact. I know. I moved on favorite. from the old mother road to the Borscht Belt. Right. Um, so Lizzo has, has fired back because. Um, oh, at Aries? The, the, at me, Kanye the, West. Uh, oh wait. Well, oh really? Yeah. Um, because Kanye said in his thing, when Lizzo loses ten pounds and announces it, the bots they attack her for losing weight because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight is the new goal when it's actually unhealthy. Let's get aside the fact of whether it's fashion in vogue, which is not, or if someone thinks it's attractive to each his own, it's actually clinically unhealthy, and for people to promote that is demonic. That's what Kanye West said on Tucker. So Lizzo said... um, Well, she she was also attacked by a comedian named Aries Spears, who used to be on Mad TV. Yes. And listen to what he said about her. Oh, wait. Why isn't Are we going to be allowed to listen to what he said about her? Oh, okay. I had to mute on. Sorry. Okay. Yo, you know somebody that actually made good music, man? Lizzo. Lizzo? Yeah, bro. Have you heard her, yo? Like, as a songwriter, yo. I, I can't get past the fact that she looks like the emoji. She's got a very pretty face. Yeah, this but is- she keeps showing her body off. Like, come on, man. I'll clean this up. Come on, yo. 
I'm sorry. Listen, I ain't the most in shape in the world, but I still, you know, when you funny and you got swagger and confidence and and you decent looking, I think I'm at least handsome. You get pussy. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Want to hear two two things about Aries Spears? That's interesting. What? Um. Um, one, he's a comedian who actually, he is a kind of a thoughtful guy. Like he, okay. he felt some of the stuff from Andrew Dice Clay was out of line with this and that. Um, and two, he's going to be on the Tom Shattuck show tomorrow at <laughs> 206. He is? Yeah. That guy right there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm going to ask him about Lizzo as a matter of fact. And um, so, so she went back at him too. He's in deep trouble now. Actually, he's, there are certain immutable characteristics that are saving his bacon right now <laughs> so for instance if i said word for word what he said well the, the, the processing pri- <laughs> process of uh canceling of you getting me out of my radio gig would be smooth and rapid <laughs> it would be it happened during the commercial that would be <laughs> but uh but uh they'd pull you out with a right cane, but he's like, taking a lot of heat for it so it's, it's interesting i don't know if he's actually apologized but yeah, has he apologized? I don't, I'm curious. But so what she said at her show is she said, I feel like everybody in America got my mother effing name in their mother effing mouth for no mother effing reason. I'm minding my fat, black, beautiful business. Uh, so, yeah, and then she asked her if she can move some Canada. But, I mean, like, I don't think what uh, Kanye said is wrong like maybe if i said it i wouldn't have used a specific example of a specific person losing weight and how they're unhealthy but i mean he's right that the way that we promote obesity in this country like on purpose to people to make it seem like it's healthy and good is actually really bad and is killing people so there's a currently a conversation in the chat about whether or not people thought the earth was flat. and um... Yeah, but here's the problem with Lizzo. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Lizzo is this. Yes. The problem with Lizzo is... Problem with Lizzo is this. Mm-hmm. Did he apologize? I wonder. Harry Spears apologized. Do you have something to say about the problem yes. with Lizzo? Okay. So I'm a fat, Alice. Mm-hmm. No, he, he apologizes to other people. Morgan he says, I love Kanye. Um, so I here's did like my some of his music back around like 2005 or whenever it was like popular stuff, I guess. Morgan, that's probably true. The gold digger yeah, song. Yeah, went after stuff. Tiffany Haddish. Who's that? I have no clue. I don't know like any pop culture people anymore. This is m- like- okay. So the problem with the Lizzo thing is this: is it? Mm-hmm. So I'm a I'm a fat once again, right? Yeah. So I like don't generally go to a lot of public pools and am not shirtless at them. Like I would because I've, I don't give a, like my, I, I have no soul left. I'm pretty much dead at this point. But when I was like 34 in fat, I would probably just keep my shirt on. When, when I went to Punta Cana with my friend, we both went to an undisclosed location from everybody else in the beach that was like six miles down. Like it wasn't even real beach anymore. It was like where the Navy used to, you know, just shell the island to, for target practice. Um, but so, like, w- so if I had in like people respected, okay, he's a fat guy. He's doing the black t-shirt thing on the on the pool. Okay, had I instead walked around like King Dingaling, pointing out how gorgeous my fat body was, then there would be some animosity and ire pointed at me because you're 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 say you're going on promoting this thing that you that is not true it's not pretty i mean some girls and some guys like like that you know in a partner but it is not by any beauty standard if lizzo could be thin and have a supermodel's body she'd take it in a second 
Well, yeah. And right. it would be much better for her, and she would right. feel better, and getting out of bed would feel better in the morning, and everything else. It's not like right. a subjective fact. It's right. not so enjoyable to this feel thing like as that. If, and I've got a classmate who does this, too. We could, she can pull this thing where, like, fat is beautiful, and you better love, you know, but it's not. What are you reading? Oh, Trish wants to know if you're going to try and tell everybody your camera froze when you were saying the thing about Lizzo is and then trailing off four times no, in a row. I was just wanted to make sure that... <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Um, <laughs> the other day you did think your camera froze. You were like, I'm not moving. <laughs> you were. You just were stuck. No. Uh, um, so that, so that, yeah, that, that's, so that's, that's it. It's like Lizzo has trolled people into doing this. It she has brought this on herself. Like what the guy said, what what Aries Spears said yesterday, to to liken her to an emoji of, you know, bleep. Yeah. So this was actually a little while ago. So I did find that you know in her uh, MTV VMAs acceptance speech, people were saying she like clapped back at. Aries and he says well the funny thing is that people send me those videos and clips and you know this is the internet people put stuff together she never said my name now was she talking about me put the pieces together more than likely but she never said my name and I ain't the only mother ever making Lizzo fat jokes so she wasn't Jesus, addressing should I have on the air tomorrow? so oh she God. was addressing all her haters I almost wish she did say my name to make it specific but she didn't say my name so it doesn't quite sound like an apology Okay, well, <laughs> there, there you go. go. This is uh, we'll see how the my ratings does with people uh, uh, thirty five to sixty four or thirty five and up tomorrow. Um, with uh, with Aries Spears. Why am I having Aries Spears on, else? I don't know why are you. Because the same person is the same person who gave me Tommy Davidson and Paul Reiser. Oh, is he doing a Connecticut show soon? Scratch your back, scratch mine. This is how you deal. This is how you work with uh with Flax. I'm taking a client for them. You guys going to get our license taken away tomorrow, but uh, you know what? When she gets Seinfeld, she owes me, right? Of course. There you go. But also, I'm interested now because I saw the Lizzo stuff, so he's in the news cycle. It's kind of interesting. Uh, what do I say if he goes on the tirade using the N-word? And, I'm like, sure he's a professional and he knows what one can well, and cannot but, say but, but on what the radio. what do I do? Do we dump him or do we just let him roll? I mean, I mean it's not me saying it. I mean, in the you can only well, the producer is supposed to hit the button, the to dump make button, but the, the, you run out of after you dump in in a radio station. In our, we we don't we just dump at this station. We don't cut. If you cut, it's just a millisecond, but you mm-hmm. could miss it. If you dump, you've nuked eight seconds. The only mm-hmm. thing is, you can only do that once. You can't keep dumping. Right. Once you dump, then it has to the the recording has to make up time, find dead space, and make up time, get a buffer again. It takes some time, which is why good prank callers usually pepper in their swears or jokes. So that's it. Tune in. WTIC tomorrow, please. And uh, if you have a people meter, definitely tune in, please. And stop listening to uh, rock music. Please start listening to talk. Nothing the young set did millennials like more than AM, I've found. Eight, six, oh, okay. <laughs> Don't call to own radio station right now. Okay. Yeah. Save Dana, it for 11 Dana Lash three. is not going to answer. Uh, okay. Anything else? Um, let me take a peek at my list of things here that I had going on today. Um, oh, we were going to get to Madonna. Madonna oh, yes. made a big announcement this is today. Huge. I did not see shocking. this coming. Shocking. Did not expect this. And you say shocking, Alice. Once again, she has uh, succeeded in shocking me. Just when I think, you know. How old is she now? She's 78, 70 maybe? <laughs> okay, here's Madonna. I guess she didn't feel she got enough attention recently. It's not really so much an announcement. She's throwing underwear, and then she says, I'm gay. She says, if I miss, I'm gay, and she throws the underwear and misses oh, I see. the bit. Yeah. She is um, she is out of stuff. <laughs> so she's yeah. trying to tell us she's gay, everybody's saying, that this is, um, I don't know what it's yeah. supposed to mean. I imagine, mean, she's long been an ally to the community, I feel, but... Imagine you go to this, a Hollywood party with, like, full of rappers, a lot of whom have done time. Like, uh, who's the little dude with the dreadlocks? 
who's done time. There was this famous video of him being deposed, and he was like, shut up. And she was like, literally, really a punk. I have no clue. It's little something. I don't know, but he's... Pe- imagine that, you know, Dre, Ice Cube, T.I., whatever. Mm-hmm. Imagine you go... So some of these guys who were like hard guys. Yeah. I have this creeping feeling that these guys might all be great guys. Mm-hmm. And I worry about it. I worry. Why like, do you worry about it? Because I, I like assume that there'd be some like bad blood thug stuff happening where you give a guy a bad look, you know, you, he's the gap comes out and you get blown away. And there's like, it's like vibes of like, okay. But the, I get the feeling that these guys might like be just great. Mm-hmm. I'm like Bob Craft, like wouldn't hang out with, and like I'm, I'm sure that it's it's probably the same thing with like some of the hard oak country singers, you know, that are like really uh, pick up truck bass fishing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you'd think that they'd be like you know just fu Yankee kind of thing, but they're probably just great guys. Mm-hmm. I've got a problem with the world here, Alistair. I think that most groups of people that are different than me probably are great guys. It's possible that if I'm in a party full of the biggest redneck Trump voting country music people and the biggest like gangster hood rapper people, there's a chance if there's a room full of 200 of them, there's a chance that I'm the biggest a-hole in the room. Probably. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Wow, Alice. <laughs> You're the biggest a-hole in a lot of rooms. <laughs> you can- <laughs> Wow, that, that flowed freely from you. Wow. I mean, Can you imagine that? What was I supposed you, to disagree with? Can you imagine, like, Snoop Dogg? No way, honey. Snoop Dogg saying, like, hey, man, you really just got to light, lighten up. And just take it easy and, you know, try to be a little more loving to people in your day to day. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, anything else? Um,. <clears throat> Is there any more messages? I'd like some more. Me- oh, I don't think this, um, I don't think the chat chat has anything. I doubt there's it. There's a though. lot of uh, there's a lot of buzz about. Um, oh, by the way, well, I'm sorry about that, guys. The chat chat being down. Our web page is broken. I didn't pay the bill, so but we paid now. So there you yeah, go. so it's working again. So, um, but uh, I was gonna say um, there's a big push on the left right now to complain about there being too many Catholic hospitals. Mm-hmm. This is their big worry is because it's like affecting women's reproductive care, which doesn't make a ton of sense because the i mean catholic hospitals first of all are happy to help with the reproduction part of reproductive care like the part you would think would be the main part of reproductive right. care People which is the part to that has to do to with it. reproducing therefore that mm-hmm. it's mostly the part that's against reproduction that they have a problem with and um you know there's obviously plenty of other places for that well it's it is interesting because the 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 left's push against uh, you know Catholic charities is responsible for a huge reduction in successful adoptions. Well, yeah, that was going to be the next thing I was going to say mm-hmm. is that like I don't recall hearing like growing up about all these problems with DCF or uh, you know the Department of Children and Families in Massachusetts and all these issues. Like I maybe I'm wrong, and there was a ton of problems. There were a ton of problems in foster care back before all this happened. But the state of Massachusetts and a bunch of other states soon followed afterwards, pushed all the Catholic adoption agencies out of doing adoptions anymore because they didn't want to adopt gay couples. And it seems to me that in the years since that happened, there's been a lot more problems in the foster care system and in the system of the children who are wards of state and stuff. Doesn't it seem like that's been a lot more in the news since the Catholics got out of adopting children? So now they want to now push Catholics out of doing hospitals, too? You know, they have a commission in the world to care for the widows and the orphans and to care for the sick and hungry and all these things. I mean, like, they they do this, too. They go after Salvation Army. A bunch of liberals don't like Salvation Army and say you shouldn't give to them because they, like you know, don't let trans people into the women's shelters or whatever that they run, right. things like that. But the Salvation Army takes it from the right, too. Do they? Yeah, because they put out, like, the Salvation Army Global put out kind of, um, like, this little wokey memorandum about tolerance and this and that. It just sounded wokey. It was, you know, it was, since 2020, 
like what hasn't i mean people are consistently surprised when these religious groups do this like tolerance and diversity stuff as i know that's like i mean they're generally for that in a lot of ways and, and interestingly i mean the there's a lot of huge energy in Catholicism in the global south and in particular like in African countries somewhat as well, well but though to a lesser extent in like right. in in the orthodox church and in particular in the oriental orthodox church which is sort of the same as my orthodox church it's close um, is it but still called oriental yeah it's oriental orthodox church that's the non um that's... chalcedonians mm. they don't accept the council of chalcedon so they're um Oh, yeah, the non-Chalcedonians. Okay, I was thinking Chalcedonians the whole time. That's why I was following. Sorry. Everybody knows what you mean now, Alice. Okay, welcome to my world, everybody. So it's like the Coptic Egyptian church. Oh, right. Indian Orthodox church. Ethiopian Orthodox church. 1570project1570.com, Alice. By the way, this is the church I go to. I want people to know. Do either of you have any questions for Miss Pentecost? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah. This is my priest, and he's got two little girls who are sitting on the stage of the masks. church. Yep, in masks. He's not wearing a mask, and neither is Miss Pentecost, who I believe is a trans person or a drag queen. Drag queen. And drag queens aren't necessarily trans people. You can't assume that. True. Yeah, maybe she'll let you borrow it. When I you're older, when you're allowed to wear makeup. Just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world, uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new. Uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that, that we're supposed to now, live differently. Now, Miss Pentecost is about 6'4", mm-hmm. is a big, sprawling, brawling-looking dude who's dressed like, a little bit like Cher or whatever. Um, the thing is that, 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 that we are called to transform and renew our minds is that drag queens and men pretending to be women... Mm-hmm. And um, I used to know when I worked a long time ago in the hotels, I used to know men who dressed as women and turned tricks. This stuff isn't exactly new. This is not a 2020 thing. You know, yeah. we know about drag queens. We know about cross-dressing prost- and all this stuff. So I believe the church has had plenty of time to work this stuff out. Uh, yeah, and the church at the time was, of course very aware of all kinds of sexual practices, many of which were involved in pagan rituals at the time Mm -hmm. and were totally widespread. We're talking about like the larger Greek speaking diaspora, like the whole New Testament is written in Greek. You didn't you don't think that they had heard of some other sexual practices. Shots fired, Greeks. Sorry, Nick. No, but I mean, this was common in ancient greece and in the ancient yeah. greek and roman world this was like a com these were common sexual practices that, that was a known thing it, 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 no you're right no i know i know i, I mean that it was co- it, i mean it, it, this was not an unknown it's I was not thinking new of my they brother knew there about for it. a moment uh, not that he's greek but he just he knows what, what i mean if he listens to this um so anyway but it, you know the i found this really incredibly offensive an incredibly offensive reinterpretation of Christianity, which just it it's totally like I, my mind immediately went to this like passage of Galatians where it says where Paul says, I'm so astonished you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Hold so on, not. Hey, Not very Christian language there, James I would say. H. Not very tolerant and accepting of other lifestyles back. and other interpretations of uh, the gospel. I mean, the gospel says One in second. it. They mm-hmm. want Max back. Max's dad wants Max back. Okay? Hello? James? They want Max back. Okay, see you, Max. 
So, Sorry. I mean, this whole thing that was where like 20 minutes ago, so <laughs> this whole thing where you get to magically interpret the Bible to mean whatever you want, including like the exact opposite of what early Christians meant when they wrote it down is something that the Bible explicitly condemns in itself. It's a self-referencing thing. It says don't listen to people and actually let people be cursed who come and try and tell you that the gospel of Christ is something other than what I'm teaching you right now. You know, so that's those are pretty strong words from Paul, who wrote like a huge amount of the New Testament. And, I, you know, the, the idea that people now take Christianity to just be this thing where it's like you just need to be nice to other people and like our... Our religion calls us to do X, Y, Z. Like, keep that. It's you talk about cultural appropriation. You know what I mean? Like, I've I've never seen such offensive behavior taking the Christian church. I mean, like, this stuff means something. People wrote it down with mm-hmm. a specific meaning. These were books that were written by people who had very specific traditions around their religion already. I mean, like, Paul wrote starting like twenty years after the death of Christ, the absolute earliest. So. This was already like a thriving Christian community. There was not debate about what this stuff meant. True, true. You know? Hey, Alice, you know I think you're fairly nice, and I Thank consider you. us almost like husband and wife. Yes. We've been here for more than an hour. We've got to go. We have? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? I know. Sunu knew. Are you ready? Yeah. Trish is so right. She says that Jesus was a socialist people. Oh, Christians today would be surprised to find that Jesus was a brown-skinned socialist. Like... <laughs> No idea. No idea. But, um, of course, Jesus gets pressed into service of all kinds of crazy things now, unfortunately. Um, oh, just look at, look at Galatians. Duh. Um, anyway, you can now you can go back to leaving chat messages. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, you can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at burnbarrelpod. If you want to join us for the live streams, then you can... Um, do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.